Well, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go ahead and call that the podcast intro, uh, Captain Unks. I'm I'm here on the Dash Podcast, and you're set up for success. This is season two of the Dash Podcast, and I've got an old friend here with me, Dr. Michael Unks. He is a pharmacist, has been so for multiple years. He's a bow tie guy. He's quite funny. Um, he's got some one-minute motivation that he does on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram. And he's also got his Instagram, or excuse me, his YouTube channel with over 5,000 subscribers. Michael has written six books, is an international speaking champion, top 100 in the world for Toastmasters. His rap sheet can go on. Um, but that's pretty cool, Michael. So you're, you're inspired before you expire, huh? Yes, sir. That, that's, I feel... Yeah. Go ahead. As long as you're living a life that uh, you're, you're pushing yourself and constantly doing things you never thought you can do, you got people around you that can think, okay, well, if he did it, then maybe I can. And that's yeah. really what I'm all about. And to find things that you really don't think you could do and challenge yourself. And once you start doing it, you'll start creating a story that's very inspiring. Hmm. People around you, your friends, your family will start to believe that, okay. Maybe I can do it too. Yeah, I love that so much. I, I've I've adopted uh, a quote of my own, but it actually came from one of the podcast interviews in episode six. Um, Justin Moss was on, and he was talking about we were talking about him finding his dream, and he said that there was a point in his life when he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life or what his dream was, but he saw his brother running a youth leadership program, or it was faith based, so like they were youth pastors. And they were just loving on these these kids in their youth group. Um, and he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. Justin didn't. So he joined Five Star Life. And they grew to 10,000, impacting 10,000 people in online curriculum. And then he switched over to his own lane. But he said, when you see somebody living their dream, it makes you be want to be a part of theirs or start living your own. Um, and, and I've kind of, you know, I, I love that so much. And, and my I feel like my purpose and my mission is life in life is one, to have an impact on everybody I have a conversation with, but two, I want to make it easier to do what you love. And I, I want to do that from you seeing me every day. You see a smile with me or you see uh, just who I am. I want it to be authentic and, and genuine and letting you know that there's nothing that I'm doing in my life that I don't really love doing. That's great. And I was thinking about our dreams that we have. And it's very important to still keep people in our lives, our family and friends, help them with their dreams. I came across this quote from Steve Jobs yesterday, walk alone. If you want to go far, walk together. Mm. Mm. That's deep. What does that mean to you? 
I think if we get so caught up with our own goals, our own dreams, that what might happen is that maybe in the short term we move very fast. Hmm. But in, if we look at a goal like a marathon, we very well could cross the finish line, but not have anyone there for us. Wow. And then get to that finish line and think, okay, what's next? You know, I did it. What's my purpose to life? Where if you had friends with you uh, who were supporting your dreams, you're supporting theirs, you cross that finish line or that first one, and you think, okay, what's next? Let's keep going. It builds endurance. And I just remember reading in one of my favorite books, The Happiness Advantage, where the, the author, he's a Harvard professor, he, he states that our social capital is the most valuable asset we have in terms of our happiness. Mm. So every goal that, that you have important to always keep that family, the friend component, that in there because it is something that recharges you, refuels you, and just keeps you going. Yeah, that's powerful. I love that a whole lot. I mean, you, you got something I'm a, we're going to keep on going down to. But you said something right as we were starting that that I want to get into again. You said you heard one word from a friend and it made you change, you know, what your whole YouTube channel or give you a direction, I should say, for your YouTube channel. I, um, that's the cool thing about words, I think, is, you know, for, for that to be your gift. You know, you have a gift with words. I feel like I have a gift with words. But I, so a lot of times I'll just see words will come to my head. A lot of people see in colors. Some people see in pictures. I feel like I see words that come to my head. And at the beginning of the year, the word indulgence came to my head. Um, and most recently, the word abundance has come into my mind. And I know that I'm a person of indulgence. I, I like to have the whole thing. If I, if I get a, a pack of cookies, I'm going to eat the whole pack of cookies. I'm not just going to eat half the pack of cookies. Um, if, if I get a, a pop to drink some caffeine of some sort, I'm going to drink the whole thing. I'm not just going to leave half of it. So I, I understand that I'm going to indulge. So my, my thing has been figuring out what, what indulgences that I have um, that I can turn into to positive things to indulge in, like my book or my work or my, my craft or my passion and how to just flip some of those things over. Um, what other words have, have you kind of seen in your life that have pushed you to another little level? Maybe it's gratitude. Uh, I've been thinking with uh, this concept that just came to me a couple weeks ago, like this puzzle piece concept. It's very easy to look at your friend, look at someone in your family and see something they have. Mm. Uh, one example being, uh, I'm, I'm 27 now and I'm being honest with you, I'm not even really close to getting married. Like I, I've, I've dated here and there, but I've yet to really find that woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I was at my friend's wedding this past year, and you know he's a couple years younger than me, and I was just kind of thinking that something was missing in my life. And I was feeling a little down about it. And I remember just telling him, oh, man, I, I'd love to be in your situation, be married, and you know, I'm so happy for you, but like, you know, I'm a little jealous. And uh, <laughs> it's, he's not bald, but he's thinning a little bit. And he's like, man, I, I wish I trade places with you. I'd love to have that set of hair you have. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just reflected on that for days. And I kept thinking that he had a missing piece of mine. I had a missing piece of his. And because we weren't focusing on the good that we are like already, mm. we were missing out. So I, I'm making an effort not to focus on the missing pieces in my life. I'm making an effort to focus on the pieces that are already there and appreciating right. them. Mm, that's deep. Yeah, so when I met you um, at the world, well, at the district final, the state championship for South Carolina, 
we we were talking for like two hours before the competition and and you talked to me about the tape that you heard from Zig Ziglar and the teacher that gave you the tape that I, I want to talk some about your process from from going from where you were in high school to where you are now as as a pharmacist and a doctor and, and all the steps that you've taken to to grow towards the person that you are now that's so interesting you brought that up because on my run this morning i was thinking about that and i, I got an idea i feel like can they elaborate what was going on i felt like uh, i was too self-absorbed uh, meaning it was almost like I was holding a mirror up and looking at myself and saying, all right, what's wrong with me and what do I need to fix? Mm. And doing this brought out a lot of insecurities with my, my speech, with how I looked, I was a little overweight, that I didn't have a whole lot of friends. And the problem was I was fixing all these things, but when you fixate on everything that's wrong, you're gonna keep finding more things wrong. You can't be perfect. And I think the main issue might be instead of looking at ourselves and finding what's right or what's wrong with us, it's taking the focus off ourselves. Instead of using a mirror, maybe using a magnifying glass and making the effort to focus on other people, seeing the good in them mm. and just trying to magnify that, what they have, to, the good that's in them. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. What, um, what, what, when, when we met, it was about six months after you had started speaking and you talked about you know, really being afraid to get on the stage before that, and then your first time going into a speaking competition, you won four rounds to the state level. Uh, wh where were you at confidence-wise before you started speaking to, well, when you when you started listening to Zig Ziglar until you got to that point? Well, one of my favorite quotes from him was, you can have everything in life you want if you will help enough people get what they want. Mm. I've heard that so many times, I've reflected on it so many times, and I just knew that was speaking that I had certain experiences, certain stories that people could relate to. My focus was just on giving that to them. So because I want someone to be inspired, to be motivated, things that really weren't selfish or like how to build myself up, that was something that I felt like I could do. And mm -hmm. because it wasn't about them liking me, it was more about adding value, the nerves went away and I was able to speak with confidence, which is, just bizarre, but yeah. it's very exciting because I, I keep telling people that years ago I never talked. I would go in the grocery store and I'd dodge people. If there was a little old lady grabbing for bread, I would say, ah, you know, I can't have the small talk. I never know what to say. <laughs> so it's just focusing yeah. on other people trying to add value. And when you're looking to give, uh, you'll stop being self-conscious on yourself and right. your nerves will go away. Right. How, how did you start to change the image of yourself? And, and instead of focusing on the negative pieces or the qualities that you don't like, um, what, what did you start to focus on or how did you start to train yourself to talk to yourself in a positive way? Well, one big thing was with conf uh, taking compliments. Uh, mm. I remember being 24 years old and people would always say nice things to me and I just, for whatever reason, could not take it. Mm. And uh, in the Zig Ziglar, he, he went, ran through like maybe 12 things that are part of a poor self-image. And then he mentioned things that you can do. And he said that people with poor self-images, they can't take compliments. And I said, from that point on, that's something I'll work on right now. If someone says something, I'm gonna say thank you. I remember making a, a video just a couple days ago and the guy I didn't know, he was on my Instagram uh, feed and he commented, how can I be cool like you? I feel like years ago I would have said, 
uh, he's probably being sarcastic. He's probably making fun of me. Uh, I probably need to be better. I need to fix something. But now I'm thinking, you know, I'm just going to take it as a compliment. I'm going to, you know, say thank you, and I'll move on. Uh, mm. it's, it's so tough. Mm. Get a compliment, constantly questioning it, whether people are just saying it just to flatter you to get something out of it or if they really mean it. Just get in the habit of just saying thank you. It, it yeah. works wonders for your self-image. Yeah. What, what do you think, like, upon uh, reflection, so, you, you know, I remember you were in the state, um, you know, where you just weren't confident in yourself. What do you think got you to that point? Was that was that something that you always felt like from childhood, or was there was there a point in time when you felt like you you kind of hit an off switch and weren't able to communicate and, and converse with people? Well, it goes back to focusing too much on myself. I kept thinking that something was wrong with me, something I had to fix, and when the focus was shifted on other people, how can I serve? How can I give? I, I wasn't afraid to try anymore. Mm-hmm. I started to realize that any skill that you have can be developed. And mm-hmm. when it's not about you, uh, what you can get out of it, you have more motivation, more drive, and you're willing to have more courage. Yeah. And uh, I think of something from the ancient philosopher Lao Tzu, uh, lived 2,500 years ago. And the quote was, um, being loved by someone deeply gives you strength, but loving someone deeply gives you courage mm. so I just made it yeah I, I just made an effort to the people I'm around uh, to love them not like we're gonna make out <laughs> type of love but <laughs> right. uh, a genuine compassion for them yeah. caring for them wanting the best for them and when I started to speak from love it seemed like the words started to flow and the nerves were gone and I started to believe that that was a secret sauce that when mm. you're really speaking from your heart and you really want to help someone that you'll find the words wow that's true. That's true. And you, you found a lot of words with it, too. You've written six books, uh, Dr. Unks, which in there about helping people become the ace. What, what, what is your favorite book, actually? Which, of the six you've written, which one is your favorite? I'd say probably my first one. Uh, it was an experience I had in college. It was a one-month internship. And I made all these radical changes in a matter of weeks. And I just had people who I went to school with, who I worked with, family just said, what's gotten into you? You're so confident now. And you, you just, you seem like such a better person. You're so kind. And I told the story over and over again, probably 50 times. And I started to just write out what, everything that happened that month in a little document. And I sent it to my grandma because she kind of asked me one day, she was talking on the phone with me and I, I was a different person. And I sent that her way, and she's one that's been very tough on me. I remember in college, I would ask for her help with my English papers, and I'd go to my regular professor, and they'd give me an A on it, and then I'd send it to her after she looked at it, and she would be critiquing me. She's like, yeah, it's an A, but you need to fix this. Yeah, and my point being, she's always been tough on me. Right. So if she said something nice, she removed it. And she said, Michael, I think there's something here. Like you're... you're pretty good writer I think you should try to get this published and I was just thinking what are you talking about I'm like I don't write I, I'm like a math science guy and I just had more and more people look at it and they just thought it was very helpful and uh, I just made it into an ebook and I uh, put it on Amazon and it mm-hmm. sold thousands of copies I think it has close to 100 reviews I mean that was mm. so amazing uh, I would think no one like me could ever do something like that so it's very inspiring to know that if I was able to do something like that, then anyone could. What's that book called? One Month Willpower. One Month Willpower. 
And and tell me the rest of your titles. So that's number one. To give me each title in the small description or in the description of of all of them, if you can remember. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think I have five in uh, for sale right now. The second one I wrote over a weekend. I, I thought that uh, it was a little humbling. I was thinking, well, you know, if people are buying it, then I can just crank them out every weekend or something. Mm. So uh, it was a little sloppy, so I, I removed that one. Uh, the second one was <laughs> One Week Willpower, and it was about an acronym simple uh, of how you can apply that in your life to kind of have more drive and uh, more focus. And then... I remember the next one sold very well too. Probably my uh, possibly bestseller out of all the six I've done is Awesome in Hours. So seven easy um, attainable qualities to become to become an awesome individual. And uh, I remember sitting down one day, uh, a matter of seven days, I, I wrote each chapter one letter per day, mm. and then I threw it out there, and I think it sold like three thousand dollars worth wow. of ebook sales that month with no wow. marketing. So that was really cool. Uh, I do think the cover has something to do with it. Mm. Uh, I, I was Spenningson. Uh, I, I give her a lot of credit. The, the covers just look amazing. I, I've yet to really give her any direction with my book covers, but she always dazzles and amazing, uh, amazes me with what she does. Brilliant at what she does. And then I think, let's see, number five was The Gem of Life. I've had 31 ideas, metaphors that were gym related. Mm. Uh, for example, kind of having a spot in life when you have someone behind you, it gives you courage wow. to lift more. If you make yeah. the effort to have people in your life, friends, family, if you're spiritual, have God behind you on something, you're going to push yourself more because you know that if the weight falls, you have somebody that'll catch it. Mm. Mm. That's pretty one cool. One example. And then uh, the last one was Become the Ace. And I, it was just more about you know, like a deck of cards. You kind of you might be dealt a certain hand in your life, but if you strive to be the highest valued card, that ace, then uh, that's mm. really what your life is about. It's not what, what card you've been dealt with can become. And as long as you fixate and, and know that you can offer ace level value, yeah, man. you'll get it. That's pretty cool, dude. And then I, yeah. Cool. And I have to say, uh, the past two years I've been writing here and there and trying to make it better, but, I will think that this book will be related to your inspired life, making sure that you inspire people before you expire. So it's going to be all about stories that uh, just get you thinking, okay, uh, I'm done listening to these fantastic stories of people who mm. went from rags to riches. I'm going to start believing that I can do it too. I just need to start putting in these principles, ha adopting these healthy habits to start living this type of life that inspires. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you, you've obviously got a gift of words. It's your gift. We, you, so you're a world champion speaker and a six-time novelist writer. Um, are, are you a writer or are you a speaker? <laughs> well, I, I write stuff down. Uh, I uh, crystallize it and I speak. So I would say I'm both, but if I have to choose one, I feel like speaking is is what i want to do what i want to be known for i just absolutely love being in front of an audience a, a crowd just sensing their response getting laughs like just just connecting with them and yeah. it's very tough times sitting down on like a laptop <laughs> that, or doing it through a youtube video i, I definitely love that part uh, 
right. the times I've been in front of large crowds, I feel like I'm on top of the world being up there. Yeah, there's something. Um, there is something about being in front of a crowd. I, I've I've been a person. I've grown to love failure and failing, and and really um, not even failing, but but just being under pressure. Um, you know, I, I played football since I was eight years old, and in athletics, they they especially in college. Um, I played at Miami, and there's there's a camera angle, there's a front angle, a back angle, and a side angle. So if you if you take a six inch step with the wrong foot, you will literally get mf'd three or four times. So I was used to being under pressure, but there was something that I really liked about being under pressure because I, I also at the same end when I wasn't in practice, I was studying judgment and decision making in a, in a performance pressure experiment in a psychology lab. So I really got to see that. And speaking just gives you that pressure. If I mess up, it's on me. Like I remember at the world championship, I was like, man, this speech sucks right now, but I have to keep on delivering it as I go. But I was evaluating it as it was happening. And I realized when the crowd didn't laugh or when I missed the mark or, or this or that, I put so much pressure on myself. And the goal was so much about um, gaining fame and doing my part than it was about adding value. Um, but after that L, after that loss, it humbled me enough to, to get focused on what, what I was trying to do and get clear on that message. I mean, we talked about it before we started recording, but adding value. The first, I started setting goals in 90 days. The first 90 day goal was to get paid to speak. Um, and I just, just one, one dollar, $100, whatever the case is, I just need to get paid to speak. Um, that one thing, and, and I'm going a long way around to say it, but there, there's a book I just listened to, an audio book I just listened to recently called The One Thing. And the guy is talking about literally, if, if you could do one thing that by which nothing else matters, what would it be? What, what do you think is the, the one thing that you could do right now or the one pain that you could solve right now in your own life or situation to take you to the next step? That is a thinker. I will be honest with you there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Possibly uh, focusing on adding value because we all have our certain things or one thing that we're good at, but we, we need to keep in mind that just because you're a great speaker, Trey. That doesn't mean you can't be a great friend. Uh, you just mm. got engaged recently. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Uh, doesn't mean you can't be a, a great future husband and father. So it's, I'd say it's just to focus more on adding value to the people in your life mm. and whoever you're serving. And when you do that, you'll just have develop a habit of excellence where it's not about being the best. It's just doing the best you can. Sometimes you'll be awesome. And there's yeah. be certain things that you're better at than other skill sets that you're not so good at. But as long as you have that habit of excellence that you're gonna do your very best and be okay with it, I think that would be the one thing that can help you most. Thank you, that, that makes sense. What, um, what, what keeps you inspired and motivated now to make your one minute videos and your YouTube channel and your books going? I probably go back to years ago, feeling so hopeless and feeling that life had no meaning and just knowing that all of a sudden I feel I have a purpose and the way I think now it's just very different I'm constantly writing out ideas but they just get me excited and they cause me to change my behavior for the better mm. and I think that if it works for me someone who would just never listen to anything like this who would never be able to grasp something like I'm doing then it gives me hope that other people will get it too 
Right. So I'm all about trying to share that because if it works for me, I really think that it'll work for other people. Mm. I, um, I'm going to steal this one from Lewis House. He always asks people at the end of his podcast, and I don't usually take his thing, but I am this time. It, it's like a legacy piece. If, if all of your content was erased, if everything that you did, all your books, all your YouTube posts, all of your posts ever, your speeches were deleted, and you had three truths to leave to your grandson, what would they be? Now, there's one Bible verse that's very popular. You hear it all the time in weddings. It's uh, Corinthians 1, 13, 2 through 4, I believe. Um, someone gave me this advice probably last year. It's to take the qualities of love and substitute it and make it possessive. So make it instead of love is patient, put I am patient. Hmm. So what I do in the morning is I, I read that verse out loud and it's I am patient, I am kind, I am not jealous, I am not boastful, I'm not proud or rude. I do not insist on my own way, and on and on. And I feel that whenever you're acting in love, love has many different qualities, then you're in alignment, you have joy and peace in your life, and that's, I feel, how you should be living your life. So that would be one thing, just not to be loving, but just act uh, love, identify with it. As far as the second one, not only look out for yourself, but look out for others. Uh, I've, I've spent most of my life kind of focused on my goals and making money and being success uh, in, in the, the eyes of people. And I, I just, every time I've succeeded, it just, it was hollow. It, was, it felt good for a while, but it was never long lasting. So when I made life more about serving other people and letting go of these achievements that I thought I needed to prove my worth, it's given my life so much more meaning and it's mm. given me more drama. And then lastly, would be to appreciate what you have. Uh, we mentioned it earlier with this missing puzzle piece, uh, how one of my good friends was married, but he didn't have hair. And I'm single, but I, from what people tell me, have a nice set of hair. And we were both standing there in his kitchen, kind of feeling like we're missing something, that we're disappointed. So whatever it is that you're striving for, don't feel that it's something lacking in your life. By all means, you're complete as you are right now. And as you start appreciating all that you have, you'll attract more of the things missing in your life. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think those are ones to take home, Dr. Unks. Well, where can the people find you? If, if I want to read one of your books or listen to watch one of your videos, where can I go to find you? I'd say the best way right now would be on my YouTube channel. My, my site's down at the moment. should be up shortly. But it recently has changed. The channel name now is Your Inspired Life. The tagline is Inspire Before You Expire. The channel is all about providing inspiration, motivation, and the necessary information so that you live your most inspired life. Okay. And for, for when the pot, or when, the, excuse me, the website is back up, what, what is the website, just in case? It's michaelunks.com, M I C H A E L U N K S.com. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I love it. That was some great content, Michael. I hope that you got a chance to enjoy this challenging, meaningful, significant conversation. If you like it, share it with your friends and take the time to, to comment below um, and tell us what you thought about your Inspire Before You Expire. This is The Dash.